0: Good evening, it says we're live, hopefully we are live, I'll just check that it's coming through on my phone and then that way it means I'm not 10 minutes into this when I get messages saying I'm on mute or anything like that, so let's just check here, Uh, it says we're ready to start, it looks like it's starting, oh yes, Uh, give me half a second, so guys, uh, each week we bring you an expert stage hypnotist, uh, an expert within the hypnosis field uh, and tonight is absolutely no difference, let me just say that, it says that I'm live there. There we go. You can hear me. That's fine. Comment from Richard Cole. What shaking Richard Cole is here. Uh, Ian Rogers is here. Hello. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of people. We are going live on Facebook and YouTube. If you are on YouTube, please do like and subscribe. It always helps the algorithm. Um, but yes, tonight's guest um, is one of the most notorious bad boys of the hypnosis world. Um, you can't be in this industry and not know who this man is. And he has been accused of just about everything that you could accuse a hypnotist of. Um Absolutely everything. Um, he's a counterfeiter. Uh, he was involved in criminality. He's been u- involved in using hypnosis for all sorts of craziness, which we're going to address all that as well. Um, Apparently, he has the world record for the most fake, uh facebook accounts um but we will find out so guys please i have been sent some questions as well that's that's fantastic uh please do if you have any questions put them in the comment section please be respectful Uh, but he has told me you can ask Anything and he is happy to answer them as well. Um, Set your stopwatches. Uh, Last time I had this gentleman on out of time in the background to see how long it would be before he swore, Uh, but I was just running around before we went live to find it. Um, I don't think it will be long, um, but guys, please do. Oh, there we go. Someone's just put, how long will it be before he swears? Uh, That's definitely the northern side. Uh, So, Jesse Lewis, uh, Jesse Lewis, nice to meet you, buddy. Uh, So, guys, without further ado, Please put your emoji, uh, applause emoji in the comment section, wherever you're watching from. And please uh, do make him feel very welcome just after this quick clip. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, wherever you are watching in the world, please make him feel very welcome. The man, the myth, the legend. I do believe he has a t-shirt that says, yes, I am the one. Uh, I've built him as Jonathan Royal tonight. Uh, it's Alex William Smith, Jonathan Dr. Jonathan Royal. Alex, Jonathan, how are we What's, what? What is your moniker tonight? Whatever. I was
1: born Alex William Smith, that was my birth name, but it doesn't sound great. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome live on stage, Alex Smith. Um, So when I uh, started off as Flap the Clown on the circus, when I got into doing magic, it was Alex Leroy. um, After Sir Vass Leroy, an ancient uh, illusionist who invented this floating lady illusion where she vanished in the air. and um I started off as a stage hypnotist and hypnotherapist back in 19 good God I lose track here um (laughs) 1989 I was 14 that's when I started treating clients with hypnotherapy for money Mm. and 1990 when I started doing stage hypnosis performances for money uh age 15 and I used the name Alex Leroy then some negative publicity occurred in the early 90s I'm sure we'll address that later so a bit later when i wanted to relaunch and distance from that negative publicity which ironically the real negativity of the publicity in the 90s wasn't about me although mm. a hypnotist who had infamy pointed the finger at me it was actually about a lady who died after a stage hypnosis show no connection to stage hypnosis but um a mother emotionally thought there was a link and set up a campaign against stage hypnotist i wasn't the hypnotist who did the show it was somebody called andrew vincent um but because i was getting shown on all the news programs yes. and got all the tv coverage people started to try and push the blame towards me so i just found it easier to change my name yep. um when thinking of a new stage name that sounded good when you were introduced i took leroy R O Y, made it into an anagram r-o-y-l-e Became Royal uh, Alex Royal didn't sound too good because phonetically when it goes bum 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 better for a compare. Hence, it became Ladies and Gentlemen, please welcome live on stage Jonathan Royal. um There's a phonetic thing. There. Sometimes you know you can get more applause just by changing your stage name. Yeah, oh, that's what I need to do. I need to add some more syllables. <laughs> Grant Saunders, it, it works. Grant Saunders. Yeah. Dude, dude, it's about the delivery. So, so, yeah, um, we'll cover anything you want. Uh, ask any questions in the chat box anyone wants to. Um, I don't care how obscene, offensive well, it, those questions gives, seem to be. I'll
0: answer them. It gives you a chance to kind of put your side across as well in a brief way. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, hope, I hope the guys watching have got their cocoa ready. Uh, so, um, I mean, you talked then about the 90s. Weird, I mean, stage hypnosis is so different now to what it was then. And back then, in the days of the word with Terry Christian, um, you know, TV was a bit more shocking than what it is now. Um, so when stuff that is now on the internet from back then, it, it you know, it is perceived in a slightly different way. But back in the 90s, you know, you, you did almost anything to get on TV, and you did almost anything to get on TV. I do remember the uh, the Robert Kilroy Silk Show. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they paid me um, – well, it makes more sense if I put it into context. But, in the, yeah, in the early 90s, by the early 90s, I'm talking about 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, until about April 98, where it all came to a head with the news of the world, that I'm yeah. no doubt we'll come back to later, just says, you are getting sleepy. <laughs> um oh, you do have a fine collection of that?
0: t-shirts i do know that uh,
1: um but yeah i'm sure we'll come back to the news of the world later but in in that period of the 90s i quite literally appeared uh on local regional and national television in england and international television worldwide europe america all over the place uh and in those years wrapped up literally hundreds of television appearances hmm mainly as a comedy stage hypnotist mainly as the british bad boy of hypnosis uh lots of them in my previous stage name of alex leroy the vast majority of them Uh, including my own one hour um adult triple x rated hypnotic special on german rtl tv in 1994. um i'm not saying these things to brag i'm just putting it out there you know um a lot of people who, who slag me off just don't are either jealous i just haven't got a clue that i've been there done it and won the
0: t-shirt mm. um i mean you were i mean you you've got uh i mean m- most people know a lot of your history um but you were you were born from a performing background you've been performing from from a very early day and you were you were in stage hypnosis in in what was the heydays of stage hypnosis i mean you know in its peak how many shows a week were you doing um the
1: most shows i ever did in a week um two, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten one twelve three five fifteen six about twenty one wow and they were just to, to clarify two of two of them about well, four of them so two venues would have been maybe two shows in the venue and all the rest were different it was traveling because there was literally a time when stage hypnosis was bigger than karaoke um bigger than tribute acts and i could do say on a sunday i could do an afternoon lunchtime closed doors stripper show where they have the strippers on getting the bits out and i, I was on with them and i could pro- perhaps get to once i had done my 45 minute spot get to uh, another pub to do another afternoon stripper show before doing an evening show in a pub before going to a working men's club before going to a nightclub somewhere
0: yeah yeah.
1: Now I'm that not... wasn't that wasn't a regular Sunday, that happened yeah. occasionally, it happened for a few months, but quite regularly I would be doing between 7 to 14 shows a week Nice. Um, for in... a period of a couple, of... I did more shows basically in 1992, uh, 93, 94, 95 and 96 Not that five years than a lot of British stage hypnotists doing an entire career these days. Yeah.
0: Well, I was just about to say, when you said that, when you did 21 shows in a week, you know, in the UK, that's more than the majority of stage hypnotists do in a year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that, true, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Natasha, straight out on the bat there with the uh, comment. I mean, I, I was going to give it a few minutes before we got there. Um, so, yeah, Natasha says, OK, I'll kick this controversy off. What's this story about using hypnosis to get girls?
1: OK, Natasha, I will come to that in a moment because I didn't fully answer the TV thing. Hundreds of TV shows around the world, but... As well as the hypnosis stuff over here uh i was still doing my magic and mentalism which i was doing before i ever did hypnosis so i was doing tv shows with that and then over here i um from about 1994 to 1998 for a four-year period set out on a bit of a, a mission a project And it's one that I've taken up again in the past few years, which will become clear in a minute. But that mission and project was to expose the worldwide media for the bunch of liars that they are, and or to expose them for their lack of ability um, or lack of desire to investigate the truth. And so under numerous different names, wearing the most basic of disguises, I became certainly England's biggest ever media prankster at the time. Um, but also did worldwide media pranks with fake stories, everything from being addicted to Quavers Crisp to apparently being a man who collected snails and wouldn't get rid of them, to being a guy who wore a paper bag on his head and wouldn't remove it until Princess Diana dumped Doherty. And these things got me on the front pages of newspapers. I made money out of them, but also it built me up a massive back catalogue of TV, radio, newspaper appearances that I'd later be able to... Uh, revert to and show you know what the media don't check they just want a story they want to make money they couldn't care less about the truth and my aim was then to ultimately expose all that along with The most controversial newspaper, which is now shut down for hacking uh, a murdered schoolgirl's phone, Millie Dowler. If you search the news of the world in England, Millie Dowler, the murdered schoolgirl, a form was hacked leading to the closure of the news of the world. Well, my aim, I've been in the news of the world multiple times with fake stories, but my aim was to... uh, um, Get one over on the chief investigations editor, the so-called fake shake, Mazza Mahmood. Yep. And, I, and, I, 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 and I did. Unfortunately, what I didn't know at the time that I now do, hence I've got litigation running against Rupert Murdoch, the media mogul, um, because I've uh, got receipts now and proof and evidence that they employ private investigators to hack my phone. Yes. So they knew they knew I was trying to expose them. And they couldn't let that happen. So they used every trick in the book to get one over on me. And it landed me in prison for a short while. Yes. Albeit we'll, that... We'll, we'll, touch, we'll touch back we'll on that. We'll come back to that later. But that's yeah, the kind yeah. of media prank thing. That, exactly.
0: That, that, and, and in the too. 90s, that was, it was very much in keeping, like I say, yeah. with the word with Terry Christian. So a couple of quick questions as well. So the
1: women. Going to quick
0: the women. Quick questions. Quick
1: questions. Yeah, Natasha asked about the women. Yeah. 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 The first time that, the son that I learned that Rupert Murdoch's media... Uh, Totally had a disregard for the truth was in 1993, when they started coming to see shows of mine shortly after Sharon Taban died a number of hours after a hypnosis show by Andrew Vincent, at the Royal book public house in Preston. Um, anyway, they came to my shows and they interviewed me. And one of the routines I did was to say sleep in a few moments time when i awaken you you believe i am richard gear the man of your dreams or your favorite film star richard Gere was always a good one at the time but the more i click my fingers the more you'll fall madly passionately deeply in love with me the hypnotist and you'll yeah. really want to get my attention the more i ignore you the more you fall positively in love with me and I'd wake up the volunteer ignore her she'd end up putting her arms around me i'd whisper in her he- ear off microphone Run your head down my body. I'll say sleep in a minute. To the audience, it looked as though she just started moving her head down her body. And I'd say sleep when her head got to my belly button, navel area. And it gave the suggestion that if I hadn't stopped her, I didn't say anything verbally, but it visually gave the suggestion that if I'd not stopped her, she was about to give me oral sex of her own accord. But I didn't say anything to that effect. I hadn't verbally suggested it on mic. But that's the perception people got. Great laugh.
0: Yes. So again, that's that's one of the things that's been tarred with you uh, that you. Well, can I just of-
1: say that the Sun newspaper wrote this up as I hypnotized women to get them into bed for sex. Yes. Yes. That never happened. And they caught uh, a woman called Kim as saying she had the best sex of her life. Well, yes, I did pay an actress called Kim to speak to the Sun and say that she had consenting consensual sex with me uh, f- sexual fantasy hypnosis on her request consensually and i had a recording of that to prove what she said what they published was not what she said yeah total disregard for the truth they published that she said she'd volunteered at a stage show and the next thing she did she woke up in the hypnotist cre- um drafty house and she wondered why she was naked in bed never happened that's not what she said it never happened anyway because she was an actress being paid yeah. to, to to say she'd had the best sex ever that she'd asked for and consented for but the newspaper twisted it and lied as rupert murdoch's papers uh often do hence having yeah. litigation with them many years on I mean, it's weird.
0: And I think, I mean, obviously you can understand like a lot of hypnotists these days as well. We, there is that preconception about the, the power struggle between a male hypnotist and female volunteers. And I think, I think some of that has come from those stories from the news of the world. Quick question, moving on a little bit as well, going to actually talking about some show stuff as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Jesse Lewis, uh, what started the boom in the nineties and
1: how do we make that happen again as an industry? That's a really it's never, it's, right. Okay, the bad news is, guys, it's never going to happen again yeah. to the level it did then. Guaranteed. No. Stage hypnosis has got, <sighs> optimistically, maximum of twenty years worldwide. Yeah. I'd say probably ten to fifteen before you could earn more money playing tiddlywinks on the street. Yeah. Um. Those that are clever, a very a, a handful of literally maybe. A dozen people worldwide will always make an above average income from it but stage hypnosis in general for the majority you may as well get a job stacking shelves you'll get paid more in 10 or 15 years time it's going downhill worldwide yeah. there's too many people doing it um well that doesn't matter at the moment but it's just that generally speaking hypnosis the world the world's a different place with social media with too many things to occupy people people do not have the attention span they used to have and they are now far worse hypnotic subjects than they used to be and they're far less imaginative than they used to be and they're not as funny improvisation wise as they used to be because the brains are dulled that's society in general and within the next 10 years the way things are going it'll be dull as ditch water trying to watch a stage hypnosis show
0: i i find that audiences you know people aren't used to going out to watch live shows as much as what they you know back in back in the olden days Um, And so people, audiences need to learn how to respond as audiences. Uh, Ian Rogers says, uh, have either of you had a show that hasn't gone right and you've had to end it? And if so, how did you end it? Uh, I mean, I'll answer that quickly first, but yes, absolutely. Um, And literally you go, well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Um, For me, I always go, do you know what? We'll give it another try in about 10, 15 minutes time. And if that doesn't work, thank you, good night. There's nothing you can do. Sometimes it happens. Anyone who
1: says that's never happened to them uh, is either A, a complete liar, or B, uh, hasn't done enough shows, yeah. or C, and this is not a plug all the it is, if they have studied stuff that's in my elite hypnosis boot camp, and bought to use the techniques that are taught in there, then they will never fail at a show. They will, but they won't. In the audience's eyes, they will not fail because you will have a number of guaranteed-to-work routines that cannot fail, will work, and look like hypnosis to the audience. And I'm not on about whispering in the volunteers here, play along. No, I'm on about things that when you do them, uh, the person involved, however big a sceptic they may be, ends up going, what the hell just happened? Yeah. And genuinely believes that something special happened, and their only conclusion because of the way it's presented is that they must have been hypnotized. Yeah. Now it won't be a conventional, funny, ha ha, sketchy comedy hypnosis show. It'll end up turning into a more Darren Brown, amazing demonstration of the power of the mind and how something that appears impossible becomes possible. Yeah. But once you know these techniques, you can never fail because you can always do a show and get paid. And I think
0: for me, I think that's where a foundation in either comedy or presenting or knowing how to handle an audience goes in your favor. I think a lot of people, when they're first learning hypnosis, concentrate too much on language patterns, scripts and routines and not about the audience stuff. Because if you, if you don't get volunteers, if it's all going bad, if you can still hold the attention of the audience, I've saved a show with an arm lock. An arm, lock, mm-hmm. like an arm lock, that was the peak of that particular show. Um, it was a disaster, but people were still entertained. In your mind,
1: but not for oh,
0: exactly, the audience. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, uh, CJ Jackson has a great question. What five core things do you think are the most important for a beginner hypnotist to focus on uh, so they don't lose drive? Five. Uh,
1: okay, five. number one, uh, I think that um, Grant kind of touched on it there i was fortunate i came from a show business background but i would say that perhaps doing i don't mean full-time dance but maybe you know have a few uh, dance and movement lessons yeah. okay the way you the difference between pointing at a volunteer on stage and going you over there or and I'm doing it very slowly here. But the difference between going jerky or going, and if you could just move over there, but in yeah. a more flowing end, if you could just yeah. go over there. It's a non-verbal thing, but little things like that visually make you look more professional to the audience. And it's picked up on a nonverbal level by the volunteers. Yeah. So movement, how you walk, don't clod up around the stage. Learn the pointing of the toes. It, movement is one uh i'd say number two if you can just do a couple of acting classes because yes. david Devant, the late magician said that a magician is merely an actor playing the part of what an audience perceives a magician to be yes i said at my no such thing as hypnosis seminar in 90, in the early 90s that i believe that a hypnotist is merely an actor playing the part of what the audience perceives a hypnotist to be
0: yeah
1: so acting so you you it also helps then give you part three which is the confidence the charisma the conviction um for when things go wrong so you can be shitting yourself inside but projecting that charm and and stuff out there and also as grant said before um to carry on even if you didn't have volunteers number four be realistic and truthful and realize that not if a show is going to go the way you want it. Yeah. Also realize that there will be nights that you consider to be a complete failure. But if you've studied something like my elite hypnosis boot camp, you will always be able to do a show. And you will always be able to get the volunteers who come up on stage to experience something that they will go back to the audience and say, I believe I was hypnotized. Yeah. Um, so that you get paid, so you get rebooked. But number five, perhaps most important of all is don't become a course junkie going on course after course, which is ridiculous because later on, I'm going to say, come on my course. But there's a reason for that as you'll hear later. If you're going to do any courses, make sure it's not on hypnosis, that it's actually on marketing, advertising, publicity and promotion so that you can M-A-P-P, put yourself on the map. Because if you do that right, then 99.9% recurring of the job is done before the people even enter yeah. the venue or step foot on stage. The induction's already done and then yeah. a trained chimpanzee, so you can do it. No offence, but if you do your marketing, advertising, publicity and promotion right, and you walk on stage with confidence, say the right things in the right manner and look like you know what you're doing, a trained chimpanzee can be a stage hypnotist. That doesn't mean you'll be a good entertainer, or yeah. they two separate things.
0: So, yeah. Uh, just, uh, we see uh, Natasha yeah. in the uh, comment section there, uh, uh, plug in some links as well, which is fantastic. Um, on that subject, you are notoriously uh, well-known for being, um, I'll, I'll use the word spam, marketing, you know, you are known within the community, you can use that
1: word or under the can spam Act, which is the laws that regulate spam around the world. Uh, the item has to be non relevant to where it's yes. posted yes. to legally be spam. And given that hypnosis product posted in hypnosis groups are relevant legally, it cannot be defined as spam in yes. law yes I, I'm, not talking,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm not talking the legal term just it, it's, it's the word that gets banded around now my thoughts on this is and i know this i've bought i've bought products from you and i know lots of hypnotists have bought products from you and i well, know, I know it's
1: before you've got transparency template in the background there you go, there. You see, there you go it's right it's right here if you're a stage hypnotist sold it up to camera i tell you if you're a stage hypnotist and you have not studied the transparency template i know this is going to sound arrogant but i guarantee you you've still got shitloads to learn <laughs> and i don't care if you've been in the industry for 30 40 years i guarantee you've still got shitloads to learn if you've not studied the transparency now the only way to get transparency template now is as a download because the physical dvds are sold out and the download doesn't come with all the like Example risk assessments and all the documents that are worth a weight in gold. To get them, you have to join the Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp. Look at the comments on Facebook or YouTube that Natasha's bought yes. because. There's a link there, and if you use the discount code hypnotize, H-Y-P-N-O-T-I-Z-E, in block capitals, you will reduce the price from $4,997 down to $497. And I guarantee you, because it comes with a full (laughs) one-year, 100% satisfaction money-back guarantee, you will learn stuff that no other person has ever taught you about stage hypnosis that will end up making you go, why the fuck did I get taught that? Why did I get ripped off in the past? We will get. To, we will get to the sales pitch. <laughs> so um, no pitch. It's a fact. If you've not studied it. transparency template, you've still got shit loads to learn. I know it yeah. sounds arrogant, but I'm
0: guaranteeing you. Getting back to this, and this is this is me. This is me saying um, good things about you. Anyone that's that's bought product from you uh, knows you over deliver every time. I, I, I remember buying a DVD from you. Uh, I went to come pick it up and you gave me a DVD, some DVDs from some other stuff. And I ended up leaving with a box full of stuff. And I think sometimes in the groups, that's what people see. They just see lots and lots of content, but they don't actually look beyond the content. Interesting Can question. Can I just say as well,
1: because yeah. people go, why do you post all these things in groups? Let me tell you something. 99.9% of the time I don't. Guess yeah. what? You can buy software that joins Facebook groups for you and then you put one added it and it posts them to the groups. Guess what? I've got a life. I don't need to be sat there posting stuff. I've got better things to do with my time. Why do I carry on letting the software do that? Because it makes me money.
0: Exactly. Exactly. On that. And again, it's on another thing. Uh, Somebody asked me to ask um, how many fake profiles you have. No, I have zero
1: fake profiles. Here's the thing. Years ago, I had a Facebook profile. Uh, I set up a personal Facebook profile as Jonathan Royal. It got taken down within about two or three months because people were complaining that that was not my birth name. Now, if I was to report every stage hypnotist who's ever slagged me off who's got a personal profile in their stage name, there would be hundreds of stage hypnotists around the world getting their accounts closed. Yeah. Uh, thing is, I'm not vindictive like most of them. So, what I did was, I set up a personal Facebook page in my birth name, Alex William Smith, so that if ever asked for proof of ideas, they do do sometimes now, I could do. And then I set up a business page as Jonathan Royal. Um, I do not have any fake accounts. Nah. They are either in Alex William Smith personal, or they're in the name Hypnotist Jonathan Royal, or Jonathan Royal, or Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp, which is my business, yeah. or it's quite clearly me i get accused of posting under fake names but here's the thing it isn't me yeah you know what you know who it probably is affiliates who are earning commissions for promoting my products
0: brilliant brilliant. i just had a point then i can't remember what it was it kind of it came and it went Yes, yeah, jesse
1: lewis it. says what's the software i teach all about that in my passive hypnosis profits program and my millionaire plan program that revealed to you all the techniques that enable me to buy my own home outright for cash walking into the office with a case of cash and buying my own property before i was 30 years of age all the secrets are in there and those sets which you can buy on their own but they're like 300 each so that'd be 600 dollars yeah. for the pair are actually in the boot camp you can get for four nine seven dollars
0: look at the comments which there will be a link for
1: yeah.
0: um i actually think i think sometimes it annoys people because i think there's a lot of hypnotists that suffer from the opposite end of that People, people don't shout about what they do enough. Now, don't get me wrong, you take it to the extreme, you know, your software posts everywhere for you. That is one extreme. But that's why they're, not
1: doing, that's not why they're not doing the shows that they would like to be doing. Yeah. That's why they're not doing as many shows as they would like, or they're not earning as much per show. In England, okay, if people go to my website, magicalguru.com, they'll see that this is not a lie. It clearly states on my stage hypnosis show page on there that my appearance fee for a stage hypnosis show now some people in america are suddenly going to go that's shit money because america's a totally different place and different industry in england the average and grant will confirm if i'm talking nonsense here or not there are stage hypnotists going out for 100 150 200 yeah. pounds 250 pounds sterling yeah. um trying to get stage time yeah uh, and in fact, there's people who've been doing it for years who are still only going out for 300 and 350 pounds sterling. Wow. Okay. I blatantly say on my website that I will not do a show within a, I'll only do shows in a 25 mile radius of where I live. So sort of greater Manchester area. And that would cost them at least 1,250 pounds sterling plus travel expenses on top and all this that the other, but that any further than that, there will be additional costs. And then basically the sky's the limit. Yeah. Um, so obviously to, to put it in perspective, um, just before we went into lockdown, um, I was flown out by royalty to, um, I've had a mental block, not the Maldives, the Seychelles, yeah. um, Five star luxury accommodation, food and drinks paid for, first class flights, and a fee that um, most UK stage hypnotists would probably have to do. Even well, the ones that are getting say three and a half hundred quid a show would have to do sort of best part of twenty shows. Yeah. To earn what I earn in. one gig it's about positioning yourself and that's not because i'm anything mega special and you know what it isn't actually because i've done hundreds of tv shows around the world which i have it's not because i had a one hour special on german rtl in the early 90s it's not because i've made my own six-part european surreal comedy magic street hypnosis series in amsterdam um nearly 21 years ago which you can now watch for free on my website it's not because of those things um at all. It's because of the marketing, advertising, publicity and promotion um, that runs on autopilot in the background that um markets me not as a hypnotist. When people book me, they don't book a comedy hypnotist. Yeah. Because there's so many other people that could book doing probably just as good a show, a lot cheaper. When they book me, they're booking Jonathan Royal. Yes. They're booking the, the British bad boy of hypnosis.
0: Speaking of bad boy of hypnosis, I'd only put it on the spot here. There's a comment coming from yeah. Darren Fraser. Uh, it says, "What was the controversy where you had a video or screenshots of another hypnotist admitting that he had hired someone to plant? Uh, he'd hired someone to plant bad information on a fellow hypnotist.
1: Uh, is that info still around?" I um, vaguely recall oh they brought here what was the controversy where you had a video screenshots of richard barker admitting he died some sorry it's in the chat box so i'm going to read it out i didn't say it uh if richard's watching hi um hope your tour touring uk went well and i'm so glad your license came through i did i did tell the council to give it you (laughs) um which you know it's bizarre just to put that in perspective i told the council to give richard his license so um because some people seem to think we don't get on we do uh richard booked me as the first ever headline speaker uh on the first ever hypnotist entertainment cruise that mm. he did in florida back in 2013 uh, i think it was yeah. um where i was teaching hypnosis and mentalism and uh, now it's nice to see that richard's also doing a mentalism act as uh, uh, as well as as hypnosis um what was it well I'll tell you what it was uh, in a nutshell um because some people remember it will probably be on web archive but yeah um at the time Richard did say one or two things in private messages to Justine trans that um would basically um cruel and defamatory some would argue um about me and I did put a blog up with those posts on at the time I reconsidered that a number of months later, so I deleted the blog from my blog. However, as such as the Internet, it probably does exist on Web Archive. Um, the simple fact is that I contacted I, I, I had a rethink. I deleted it. I contacted Richard and said, look, fact is, send the screenshots that was said, uh, but you know what? It was just in trance and um you know it, it it is a liar and a manipulator and so well, sort I think let's I, call just, it water under the bridge and exactly. so I deleted it and made up with Richard and uh basically forgave him for the um comments that he'd made about me that were incorrect and untrue. And I think I think
0: sometimes what, what people say in private messages um is is one thing versus out in public so it's and it's 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 weird because there's a lot of especially kind of pre-covid you know i live
1: by i live by this rule and i think everybody should and especially my experience with the media over the years because i used to be an undercover journalist as well at one time um don't say anything to anyone whether it's on the phone in person via email on social media anywhere that you wouldn't be prepared to say to the person's face. Yes. Now, further than that, you might be prepared to say it to the face, but consider is it legal for me to do so? Would Mm. that be classed as defamation? Yeah. I think that's a rule to live by.
0: Yes. Uh, Question here from Colin Chapman. Uh, When you go, uh, sorry, my thing's in the way there. Uh, When you go out there saying there's no such thing as hypnosis or that hypnosis is bullshit, do you think that helps hypnotists
1: or hurts the hypnosis profession? To be honest i couldn't give a shit. uh that <laughs> sounds but i couldn't you know why yeah. it doesn't hurt me yeah i make mean, money it doesn't hurt my students anyone who studies what's in my elite hypnosis boot camp will not care less about other hypnotists you know why you shouldn't there's too much the only person you should bother about is yourself yeah it's your own business Be you, be Grant Saunders, be Colin Chapman. Who gives a flying fuck what other hypnotists are doing? They're not putting food on your table. They're not paying your mortgage. If you can sell your show and make more money than other people, and it's legal and lawful, do it. But actually, is the less flippant answer. Yeah, I categorically have always said and still do, there's no such thing as hypnosis. Hypnosis does not exist. It, it, in fact, it only exists in the mind of the believer. And I yeah. actually open my stage hypnosis shows and say, ladies and gentlemen, I've got a shock for you. Hypnosis is bollocks. It doesn't cool. exist. It cool. exists only in the mind of the believer. Now, let's see if there's any believers out there tonight, because if there are believers out there, then we can apparently hypnotize you. But you know what? In truth, I'll just be manipulating you emotionally and psychologically into doing things you wouldn't normally do. I tell them the truth. Of because course. Because that's all hypnosis is. Emotional and psychological manipulation with an important seeming ritualistic process. Yes. But
0: deep down, mm-hmm. deep down, do you believe in hypnosis?
1: Only in the context that... It's a name given to a mind state where people come to believe Mm. they come to believe because they get convinced or they convince themselves that they're in some special state, but that's generally an excuse to them uh, internally at a rationalizational level because then they can say that the hypnotist made me do it. I'm not to blame for making an idiot of myself or in therapy. They can say, I needed the therapist to help me. And it's not my fault that I didn't previously do X, Y or Z in my life. It becomes an internal rationalization at a deep unconscious, subconscious level that they're perhaps not even consciously aware of. So if they were connected to a lie detector, they would genuinely pass as believing they were hypnotized. But in truth, no, it's a psychological, emotional, manipulative ploy. It's propaganda techniques uh, used, you know, the governments are using the same techniques on a much higher level. Um, You know, I made a documentary about it, Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis. Go on magicalguru.com, click on Extreme Danger, Extreme Hypnosis. You can watch my documentary where I I categorically say, yes, using so-called hypnotic techniques, despite the fact it only exists in the mind of the believer, if you manipulate somebody emotionally, and psychologically then you can get someone to murder somebody else yes you can you can make people do things against their will Hmm. can you how do i know this well i've done it for i've done it in the past for media companies where we perhaps borderline illegally but certainly unethically until it was there again the people involved once it had been done on them uh it was revealed to them and we had to get their legal permission for it to be shown on television but i've got people to reveal their banking pin codes to me the confidential computer passwords for things like the gadget show in england to prove that it's possible to and then they had no recollection of doing it um so it, it, it comes down to what you definitely if you mean is it, does hypnosis exist the way arm mcgill explains it in the new encyclopedia does it bollocks and you know Mm. what when i met ormond mcgill he admitted as much at a supreme magic convention in the 80s gil boyne had a telephone conversation with me when he was living in london and openly admitted hypnosis is bollocks um I, i had conversations with the biggest names in stage hypnosis mainly because i've either promoted them in the past or I've worked with them, or I've helped get people into their seminars, or I've been their legal advisors when they've come to this country, or I've been the bathroom boy for their television specials, um, and they all admit the ones that you know that it's bollocks. Yes. It's bollocks. It's emotional and psychological manipulation. That's
0: well, all it is. Andre's got a good point, and I think I think that's where people misunderstand what you say when you say that. Andre says he disagrees. Uh, good. You like can disagree,
1: in... you're wrong, but
0: you can disagree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he says that's like saying dream it
1: only happens to people that believe in
0: dreams. But the No dream... it isn't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, it isn't. Dreaming is a neurological uh function. Of the brain, the fact that not everybody remembers their dreams all of the time. And that, it, that has no relevance on the fact whatsoever that what some people, whether they're hypnotists or so called hypnotic subjects, label as hypnosis is not a special state in any way. Nobody's ever proven it is. And all these so called brainwave things that show that it's a special state are bollocks because they've all got one fundamental flaw all hypnosis is suggestion purely suggestion, and any time that you connect somebody to something to test them, that itself is a nonverbal suggestion, and therefore suggestion is implied, thus rendering the testing effectively m- moot. Um, there, you know, if, you, any, if any of you watching think I'm wrong, contact Kreskin, the amazing Kreskin, is still alive. I think he's still offering 100,000 united states dollars to anyone who can prove hypnosis exists and is a special state i guarantee you'll never get the money because you can't prove it because i'm right and anyone who thinks different is wrong right um uh, getting back to the show ian rogers uh says he's got in
0: april he's got a wedding show to do can either of you recommend some skits i could pinch uh to be fair for for wedding shows i've done a couple of those over my times um any standard routines work well within a wedding setting the good thing is is you can put the you can put the suggestion out there that there is this couple's big day and you don't want you guys to spoil this by doing a shit show uh, so make sure you all behave yourselves and do a good show and it makes it it makes it a lot easier to put that peer pressure
1: on them to conform uh, and do a good show um unless somebody was paying me a hugely obscene amount of money i frankly just wouldn't do a show at a wedding personally but that's personal choice don't enjoy them in the slightest i love them i
0: can be in the car on the way home at nine o'clock
1: oh yeah that's a good (laughs) good sign. don't get me wrong if somebody actually actually there's one or two clients who if they contacted me and said they wanted me at their wedding i would know immediately because they know the nature of the shows i prefer to perform yeah that um i actually actually would accept those because i could do pretty much my normal show but yeah. generally speaking weddings are not a place for jonathan <laughs> royal to perform no. not that there's anything illegal about what i do no uh because there isn't everything i do falls within all laws and can be fully licensed Um, No, I won't agree to disagree, Andre. You know why? Because I'm right and you're wrong. (laughs) And the scientific weight of evidence worldwide confirms that. If you want to prove me wrong, don't agree to disagree. Have the courage to stand by what you're saying. Otherwise, you're full of shit. Have the courage to go and prove hypnosis is a special state to uh, the amazing Kreskin, and claim his $100,000. Go to the James Randy Educational Foundation. Go to the Magic Circle and all the other places that are offering money. Uh, I don't think the Magic Circle are anymore. And, um, but Kreskin is definitely still alive. Yeah. And uh, you, you won't get the money. You know why? Because you can't prove it. Right. Whereas okay. I can
0: uh, <laughs> so pulling
1: it back a little bit The uh... age hypnotists you like currently The ones that are members of my elite hypnosis boot camps so Obviously Grant is um, uh, one of those uh, Basically people i have either taught, influenced or advised in their careers uh, Tend to come quite high up that list um, For obvious reasons of preference And the fact that they tend to operate in a fully lawful, legal, ethical and above all else safe manner The vast majority of stage hypnotists out there, including some that are working pros, and I mean this worldwide, are frankly fucking dangerous in some of what they do. And if they've not studied the transparency template, um, there is nowhere, there's nobody out there teaching you safety properly except for the transparency template. This safe on stage thing that Justine James set up in America, it's just a farce to go to enough of a level of safety training that the insurance company would give insurance. It doesn't even scrape... 1% of the safety information that's taught in the transparency template.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, that's the thing, though. I mean, stage hypnotists being conscious of the health and safety elements of a show, I, th- I think is a good thing, moving in that direction. And uh, it's not so much the psychological damage that they could cause, it is about the trailing cables, it is about the, the accidents that can happen on stage that is the issue. So it it's- is largely, but
1: actually, you know what? A lot of it is, more, there's more about psychological damage than most stage hypnotists realize. And that's mm. because they think it, a lot of them think hypnosis is exactly and they believe what they read in their textbooks. Most of those textbooks were written by people who've come to believe the bollocks they were taught by the person who taught them. And this tends to trace back to people like Gil Boyne, uh, Armin McGill and such who were seen as the Deans. Uh, But you know what? In private, they all admitted to me it's bollocks and bunkum. Yes. Go on myhypnosisweek.com YouTube, uh, well, Celebrity Hypnotist YouTube channel, click on the playlists, and click on hypnosis week, find my interview with Tom Silver and we discuss Gilboyne and uh Armand McGill and I bring up the fact that Armand in private would admit it was all bollocks and Tom gives his opinion as well and um it may not be what you were expected to be. Yes. Um I mean stage hypnosis fundamentally is
0: entertainment.
1: Well, oh, no. sadly, most stage hypnotists I've seen that uh, could probably get them done under the Trades Description Act for claiming that. But yeah, it's meant to be. Mentally, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> Try
0: and bring it back a bit. At least we're getting to see your softer side tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, softer
1: side. I've got a free gift for you. Oh. Sound system stuff. Remind me about sound systems later. Oh, but go started.
0: on. Yeah. Um, going back to the show side of stuff as well um again in the heyday in in the 90s shows were very different to what they are now what's your favorite routine because um, I, mean, I saw the stuff on the the word with peter powers um, uh, which I, mm-hmm. I thought that was a great great skit what's what's your favorite it doesn't have to be shocking it doesn't have to be controversial what's your favorite you routine you've performed and why um
1: to be honest that's um it's not exactly it's not the funniest routine um in terms of reaction of other routines that get about reaction but one I particularly like is my Amy Winehouse routine Now a lot of other hypnotists are doing it now but I can prove by documented video and written fact that I was the first stage hypnotist unless somebody can provide footage that predates me doing it which is when she first released the um song Valerie um and she was linked mentioned in the me british media as apparently having a big cocaine habit i get a bag of flour put it on somebody's lap have a bit of valerie playing saying a few moments time when you hear this piece of music and it'd be a bit of valerie i go you will believe you are the world's living reincarnation you are the living embodiment of um i just had a mental Amy block, of amy winehouse yes indeed and you'll be doing your latest hit here but you'll try without the audience realizing to uh, have a bit of sniff a bit of a varying matching powder but every time you try to sniff it you'll realize your nose doesn't exist so they're doing the dancing along bit with the fake microphone but also with a bag of flour in the hand and every now and again they're getting stuff and they're trying to get and they end up covered head to toe in bloody flour. and i just find it funny that they're Afterwards, when they go out with the girls to other venues, they've got to spend the night explaining why they're like that. And thus talking about how they saw the hypnotist Johnson, right?
0: Yes. Um, Richard Cole, great question as well. Uh, what can hypnotists do to create something new for the industry? And You've think-
1: got more chance of juggling salt or platinum sawdust uh, with
0: a great for me i think i think you've just answered it there it's taking what's current affairs that's in the news that's you know who's a big star at the moment and adapting one of the older routines yeah, to make that that's thing.
1: the closest you're going to get.
0: Yeah, no, you know, nothing new. It's always about a you know, the, the the rules of comedy are the same. It's always, you know, someone losing something, someone getting stuck to something, someone getting confused, someone thinking there's somebody all of those like seven things.
1: jokes or something. If you type exactly. in Google, it's not to do with hypnosis, but something like the seven punchline yeah. or seven jokes, yeah. it's yeah. exaggeration. Um, Confusion, imitation, yeah. whatever. Search it on Google. The answers yeah. there. But, but, it's, it's, but ma- yeah, make it yeah. relevant to today. And that is quite, all you can well, do. And
0: then you've done the you've done the loser body part routine, which is as old as the hills, but then made it current by making it about Amy Winehouse, who was
1: in the news for that. To use the word new law, um, in that context of the word new, just to be pedantic about answering it, I would say you've got more chance of juggling so- or platinum sawdust because anything new to be done that would actually be entertaining, well, I've seen so many attempts at making stage hypnosis new. Let's get people from the audience and have some real actors on stage and they interact together. and There's an improvised play. What a pile of shite that was.
0: Um, oh, I went to uh, uh, an exhibition a few years ago. And there was a big stand from a from a group called hypno twist uh, okay. and I've gone over I've asked them the price and they've told me and it was I think it was something ridiculous like two and a half thousand pounds um and I've like so, so what is it then are you are you a hypnotist I went, oh no we're, we're like singing waiters um so what <laughs> we do is is we have a guy pretend to be a hypnotist and then he pretends to hypnotize the waiters and then they get upstage stage and start singing stuff and I'm like Excellent. So you're actually selling fake hypnosis for more money than what most hypnotists go out for with the premise Bruce, of this marketing,
1: advertising, publicity and promotion. And it, okay. do you know what,
0: and they they spent a good couple of years being very busy as well, so But the
1: new thing, the stuff that could be done new has been done in the past decade. Yeah. And that was to present it in a different manner and that was done by Darren Brown. The British psychological illusionist who started off as a stage hypnotist um whose shows were made by a company for many years called Objective Productions and Objective Productions over the years have bought practically all of my stage hypnosis and mentalism training dvds and I can categorically state have used ideas of mine in television shows that they have made And I can say that categorically because it's true. I can't get sued. I can prove it. And Andy Nyman, who is one of uh, Darren Brown's advisors, confirmed such in front of witnesses at Blackpool Magic Convention uh, in 2009. Uh, When I say I'm the backroom boy to a lot of big names out there, I can't mention a lot of them because of secrecy agreements. But um, I have advised um, finalists in um well one particular finalist in britain's got talent um in the past um but i can mention him because he's given me a testimonial james samuel who was in a group called 4mg a magic group um i taught him hypnosis and he uses that within his routines suggestion wise um the new, the stuff that could be done new, it's yeah. been done. There's nowhere to go with it that's entertaining. No. So your best thing to do is market yourself and make people think you're doing something new. Because then when they pay a big fee for you, believe me, they'll make themselves believe they've seen something new because they don't want the cognitive dissonance of thinking, why did I pay that much for something that isn't new? So uh, a
0: couple of things. Uh, CJ Jackson's put up a great question about uh, what is what is the go-to 90% instant induction you rely on and gives the best results? Uh, See, in so there
1: you go. The seesaw rapid induction devised by Robert J. Temple, who is one of my students. Again, you will see um, he's touring England, filling theatres. Uh, I wrote his first ever proper like theatre-type show for him that was done at a place called The Birdcage, where there's footage of him doing this seesaw induction. It looks to It's watching it, uh, as though it's just the light and heavy hands, and then mm. the hands are moved around, and then the person's out of it. And it looks as though it's just a combination of kind of the light and heavy hands test with the handshake induction with, with the cat. They'll, they'll come out with loads of different things. But trust me, there's a damn sight more to it than that. Yes. And it's taught on the transparency template and in the Elite boot Bootcamp. And I found that that works 100% of the time with 100% of the volunteers who genuinely want... To be hypnotized. Yes. The complete and utter twats who get up just so that they can go back and go, we tried it on me. Well, nothing will work on them. But the ones that genuinely want to be hypnotized, I found that the seesaw induction has a 100% success rate on them. Uh, and it can be as slow and as visual as you want, or it can be as fast. We've, on the training videos, uh, Rob and myself, I think Rob, from approaching somebody completely cold, no pre sure secret filming, going up and going, hi, my name's Robert Temple, I'm a hypnotist. Would you like to be hypnotised? And the person giving their permission and consent to them being out of it in under what most hypnotists would call deep somnambulism that's what it looks like, um, oh, cool, was 40, 43 seconds flat, including wow. the legal UK uh, pre-talk. Yes. Um,
0: looking back uh, at your career, uh, and it's served you well to be seen as quite controversial, uh, and you've done things that have been controversial. Uh, but have done a, some things I regret
1: as well. well you mate, know, I don't mind admitting that.
0: My, that's my point. Now, would you recommend a newer stage hypnotist that's just getting out there now, would you recommend them to do the same things, or would you tell them to kind of hold it back a little bit? You
1: could model the idea... Uh, and strategies, as I teach in the elite hypnosis boot camp, but you could never do the same for a couple of reasons. A, I've already done it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And B, you wouldn't want to in the day and age we live in, do it. It was bad enough in the 90s, in the early 90s that I walked, appeared, appeared is the key word, appeared to wake a woman up on a shore and think she'd just been raped. And the, the carrot between my legs was A male body part and that she snapped it and stuff. And this caused controversy, went on this TV show and then made newspaper headlines and whatnot. Wow. The truth is that's she was fully clothed, and also she didn't suffer any emotional damage due to one key thing. She wasn't even hypnotized, A, because the hypnosis doesn't exist, and B, because she was a paid actress and it was staged just to get publicity. But I did occasionally, once or twice, do that routine in live shows in the very early 90s, but let's look at something. Christopher Caress butts up, uh, a good friend of mine, Christopher, put up a video on his Facebook page the other day where uh, he's on a cruise and he's the music starts and males and females are coming up to him and hugging him and caressing him uh, because they've fallen in love with him and then suddenly he opens his mouth I'm assuming that was the trigger for them to suddenly think he's ugly and horrible and they storm off. Um, Ken Webster uh, for years did a routine where the person would fall in love with him on stage, uh, grab hold of him or, or another audience member that they'd fallen in love with. And then in a few moments time, when he clicks his fingers, they'll suddenly realize it's no longer the person of their dreams. It's a horrible, smelly pervert. And, and the click of the fingers, they suddenly go and slap them or whatever. These are all the same routine. They yeah. are effectively when you wake up or get this trigger, you'll feel as though you've been interfered with, violated. I just use that more emotionally emotive word, raped. And it gave me publicity you couldn't afford to buy in the early 90s. Could you do that now? No, no because of the cancel the cancel culture we live in, you'd never work again. Yeah. And I think I think entertainment and
0: hypnosis, you know, it is a bit more sophisticated now. But yeah, like it, like, well, <laughs> is it
1: bollocks? <laughs> what it is, is what it is, is censored and policed. Um Some people have got the balls to go out there and make money saying it as it is, you know, Chubby Brown in England. There's a reason he still fills box office. Uh, and sells out and it's because people do want a bit of filth they do want a bit of smut. and when it comes to stage hypnosis you know what deep down whatever the prude audience members say they enjoy more seeing people humiliated and made to do things that they obviously never would normally do than just sitting there and watching them do things that, that you know a DJ can get people to do more you're going to a nightclub in Ibiza or even in Manchester or Blackpool at the height of the season and you'll hear DJs go the first woman to bring me a warm, moist pair of knickers—and oh. this is still happening now—I eh? this happened to bring me a warm, moist, moist pair of knickers to the DJ stand will get a bottle of bubbly. They've got a one ninety-nine, two or three-dollar bottle of Chateau de Chate and you will see all the women scrambling to take their knickers off on the dance floor.
0: Well, I mean, it's, that's,
1: hip, that's psychological
0: manipulation. That's hypnosis. That's that's Northern England entertainment. <laughs> yeah so
1: yeah <laughs> too many stage hypnotists to follow themselves they think they've got a special skill you haven't the only special skill you might have is if you've actually bothered to learn acting dancing movement yeah. present stagecraft so that you're an entertainer and are entertaining in your own right Most yeah. stage hypnotists sadly are dull as ditch water and have the personality of a toilet that's full but for me I think I think
0: No matter what material you present, if it's adult, if it's extreme, if it's shocking, if it's family friendly, I think delivered well is delivered well. You've still got to be able to deliver it well. I think a lot of people with hypnosis and what damaged hypnosis is a lot of people couldn't deliver it well, so they just went for a shocking reaction. Now that's not taken away from the Bernard Mannings or the the sadly Chitty still man. going on a lot. There's a lot of stage hypnotists out there. The, just, um, exactly. So they rely on the shock factor yeah. to look like they're being entertaining, and and that's that's the difference. And there's nothing wrong in adult material, uh, but there is something wrong in shit material, <laughs> mm. and and I, and I think that's the difference. And I think you know I I would I want a clean show. I don't say there's anything wrong in adult shows, but it's 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 horses for courses where the places go in the uk stage hypnosis does have a reputation for being that shocking stuff and not not so much for the shocking material of the 90s just because these guys that are shocking in how they deliver it so it's it's trying to bring that balance of bringing it forward as much as we can if you know the truth is
1: if you remove the swearing verbal swearing from my show my so-called adult show as it is now it's very different than the 90s my so-called adult show now if you take out the swearing and the one-liner adult jokes yeah. verbal jokes that i make yeah. sometimes i'll do i'll do an hour and a half straight through no interval for a corporate certain corporate events after dinner um book me for an adult show believe it or not because they know what they're getting and yeah. at the first 40 minutes of that before i even get any volunteers on stage not a pre-talk it's stand-up comedy, it's jokes, it's one, yes. it's comedy. Because I, I I'm an entertainer, I don't yes. need hypnosis. I could stand on the stage for the hour and a half, never hypnotize anyone, and um, nobody will complain because they've been entertained. Um, that's what you should aspire to. Yeah. Um and I
0: think that comes from, from repetition. The same with anything. You do the reps, you get that in. Uh, very quickly, because we are we are we're over time a little bit, but but a couple of things. Uh one uh You've just been down to London for—is it the Court of Appeals? Uh, yeah.
1: Did, yeah. How did that go? What was you know? Well, in 1998, News of the World published a story. There right. was something that I said. Learn more about it at Circus of the Mind dot net. Yeah. That's Circus C I R C U S O F T H E M I N D. Circus of the Mind dot net. We'll give you the background, so I don't yeah. have to explain it all. But it backfired a bit, and I got a prison sentence. Uh, it's, I've been appealing it. I've been to the Criminal, court, uh, criminal Cases Review Commission. That didn't work. Uh, I then realised that I could go back to the Court of Appeal. I was at the Royal Courts of Justice in London. But because it's so many years on, I have to apply for permission for them to let me put my new evidence to the court because yeah. I've now got evidence that my phone was hacked. I've got evidence that other illegal things were done. I've got evidence that I was drugged. They put date rape drugs in my drinks. I've got statements from former employees of Mazam the fake Sheikh, that work with him that they witnessed this happening on stings. And, um, but I have to get permission from the court. And I went and applied for that. And they said, because all this happened in 1998, they wouldn't give me permission. So what I've got to do now is go to the criminal cases review commission with my new evidence, which I've got, it's a formality. It'll probably take 12 to 18 months. And then they will turn around and tell the court of appeal that they have to look at my new evidence the nature of the evidence I've got which if you look at circus at the mind.net you'll see that all the lies and vindictive bullshit posted about me on the internet is exactly that um the truth is that anything regarding that ridiculous news of the world story is that I set out to expose the illegal and dishonest techniques of the news of the world that have since come to light, and the newspapers shut down, and they paid out millions and millions, tens of millions of pounds to people whose forms they hacked or lied about. And I'm currently got litigation against Murdoch in a civil nature as well for um, illegal information gathering. Um, so, yeah, look at circusofthemind.net about that. Yeah. I see that Natasha's got a link below. I'm giving everyone a free a free ebook. The link will work for free. But only until the end of February 2022, I've set it to allow you to download um, an ebook and video package on affordable remote control sound systems for entertainers. Really portable ones that fit in your inside pocket. You can fly to other countries. uh, So if your luggage gets lost and the venue doesn't have the right thing, you've got it up to bigger media. Anyway, it's free. Go and get that free gift. Brilliant. Just moving back, uh, I just have to say this because it was just a funny funny thought
0: that popped into my head. I uh-huh. think my average my average Facebook post is uh, is maybe a couple of hundred characters. Uh, I know your average Facebook post is maybe six or seven, maybe 18 pages in length. I can just imagine the poor look on that court's clerk face because <laughs> I can imagine your legal documents. Are absolutely
1: unbelievable. New evidence collected in the past 12 months, as you'll see on circusofthemine.net, came to, there was about 20 witness statements, including uh, celebrities who's had their forms act and other illegal things done on them, who kindly gave me witness statements about how what had happened to them is the same as what had happened to me. Um, Together with evidence uh, and stuff such as receipts proving that private investigators were paid to do illegal things on me, and other people were paid to lie and edit things to make me look bad that weren't really said or done um and in total it was over two and a half thousand a four pages the the legal bundle was over two and a half thousand a four pages wow wow so yeah
0: well I mean, good luck with that. I mean, I know and it's been a massive thing. For it's a just massive...
1: a matter of time. Exactly. And anybody been... who looks at circusofthemind.net will see the truth yeah. rather than the vindictive, defamatory bullshit that people post on the internet.
0: Yeah. But once once that's done, it's it's something that's been over your head for a long time that can be taken away. And, it, you know, it eases a lot of that. I've got a couple of links. We are going to have to cut it short. I've got a couple of links here to your boot camp.
1: And you've got a course coming up in March start of march on zoom i've got a four day the reason it's four days is because it all run from eight o'clock in the evening united kingdom time which is 12 p.m pst or 3 p.m eastern time so eight o'clock uk time until 11:15 on the friday saturday sunday and monday um at the start of march details are at the link that will be below um now, anyone who books for that, it's mainly a therapy course, but we will be covering stage as well. And I guarantee to teach you things no one else is teaching, but we'll get lifetime membership to the bootcamp. And the thing is, the bootcamp, to buy everything in it individually, would cost you over $15,000 across my different it, websites.
0: I had a, I had a look at it earlier, and when I say there's a lot of information in there, there is a lot. Of information in there. It is, it, you it,
1: never will need anything again, whether it's yeah. hypnosis techniques for stage or therapy, whether you want to learn mentalism or you want to uh, learn about marketing, advertising, publicity, and promotion. Look at the link. You get everything in the Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp, everything that's mentioned at ultimatehypnosiscourse.com. Look at ultimatehypnosiscourse.com, but then go order from there, come back here and use the link that Grant's posted, because when you use that link, you will get. Lifetime membership to the Elite Ignorces Bootcamp, not for $5,000, but for free because you'll get it as a free gift when you book on my March event. And if you can't attend the Zoom sessions, don't worry. It'll be recorded and you'll be sent replays of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And this will cost you only £397, United Kingdom sterling. You'll earn that back with one therapy client. And if you've never done therapy, don't worry. You'll learn everything you need in the bootcamp or you'll earn it back by increasing your fees as a stage hypnotist. The first show where you increase your fees. And, it, and here's the other thing. It comes with a full one year, 100% satisfaction money back guarantee. A money back guarantee that says when you book on the time trance, uh, mind hacks to the future course, the links above or below this video, book on it and get your free bootcamp membership, test it out for a year. Put it to use in the real world. If you don't make at least 12,000 United States dollars or 12,000 United Kingdom sterling or 12,000 euros more bottom line profits, that's profits after expenses from your hypnosis skills and business using what's taught in the bootcamp, then I'll give you 100% of your money back. There you go. You can't lose. And uh, yes, the transparency template is in there. And I can guarantee you, if you're a stage hypnotist, until you've studied that, you really don't know about safety and being legal and lawful around the world.
0: But, Alex, it's been a pleasure. Um, you Thank were... you. Uh,
1: yeah. And yeah. Uh, anyone else has got questions, bang them below and tag me, Alex Williams Smith, Yeah. because I'm facebook.com forward slash Alex the hypnotist. And then when I get a chance tomorrow, I'll type a reply but oh, don't be scared inbox message me ask me questions <laughs> but you don't like, mind.
0: thank you very much guys thank you for joining cheers us for cheers podcast everyone podcast as well it's been an absolute pleasure uh, guys take care see you later bye everyone Guys, that was Alex Smith, uh, Jonathan Royal, uh, sharing his stories. Absolutely amazing. Guys, thank you for joining us. Each week, we bring you an expert stage hypnotist. Please do check back in as well. And thank you. Please do uh, hit Alex up uh, for any questions and connect with him as well. Guys, for me this week, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, uh, Take care and I'll see you again soon.